Guardian Unlimited. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Many Questions. Lucy Porter's away this week but sends her love from Kilkenny. So instead, weighing in at exactly the same height, here is your host, Mr. John Holmes. It's just patronising. Um, hello, welcome to Many Questions. I'm Lucy Porter. Uh, think of this as I want you to think of the show. It's a bit like Radio 4's Any Questions, but instead of the ill-informed, bigoted and half-drunk panel of politicians, we've got instead an ill-informed, bigoted and half-drunk panel of comedians. Um, we've got a splendid studio audience, of course, uh, locked in here with us. What a magnificent crowd they are, let me tell you. Uh, even if they're only here because they got on the wrong coach and thought they were going to be part of the audience outside the Big Brother house, <laughs> shouting abuse at the fuckwits inside. <laughs> but it's all right, we can compete with that, because we've got former lap dancer Johnny Candon, jobless Hello. prostitute Nick Doody, bisexual 60-year-old woman Matt Kirshen, and twins Wendy Wace and, ladies and gentlemen, your panel. <laughs> So I imagine you're all bursting like Gaza's tummy to ask your questions, but let's start with Tony Blair's international farewell tour. He's been in Sierra Leone, of course, where he's been given the surprising title Chief of Peace. So by way of an introduction, really, I'd like the panel to tell me what title they would bestow on Mr Tony Blair. Wendy? Um, I would bestow the title of Feeder on Tony Blair because I, have, I don't know if anyone else has noticed but when times get really tough Cherie seems to put on a lot of weight <laughs> and you know those guys that feed up their wives at home with protein shakes and keep them locked in the room upstairs I figured that's what Tony might be that's what you think he, he's yeah. feeding and I thought yeah I think he might be feeding her up you know why don't you why? I've actually figured that out because he doesn't want to leave 10 Downing Street <laughs> and the only way it's going to happen now is to find them and cut them out of the building that's what I mean <laughs> who's going to get a baguette in that mouth like lamb <laughs> <laughs> two at least uh, uh, he'll try and, sorry he'll just try and ruin everything for Gordon Brown just like you know a student at the last day of their you know, poor accommodation the second year is like put a fish behind the radiator <laughs> like, <laughs> unscrew the salt cellars <laughs> that's why he has all the kids <laughs> I think it's just the Gordon Brown kind of go, well, I would like to be Prime Minister, but there's a lot of crayon on the wall. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that's why Charlie Blair's got loads of kids, because Gordon Brown, like, poked holes in all his condoms. <laughs> and uh, basically he's gone, don't worry, Sherry, it's all right, I've checked this, and then Gordon Brown's It's a home. curious way of behaving, but you could it's be It's not unheard of, though. Gordon Brown has poked holes in other people's condoms. <laughs> he's well known for it, isn't he? Yeah, very well known for it. Not just that's how vigorous thing, really. a man he is. It's about few people paying tax in the future. It's yeah, no, but he keeps it in the paper because basically all the yeah. newspapers are going to go, fucking hell, we're going to tell everybody about this. And he just goes, shows them the little needle. He goes, you'll have loads of kids if you do. And <laughs> do you think um, this Blair's farewell tour, is he sort of doing it like a rock star? Do you, do you think that's the kind of thing he's doing? No. No? No, Not. I think he's doing it like a big old Prime Minister on a farewell tour. <laughs> I don't think there's anything rock about it. Did you see the picture of him and um, George Bush in the White House the other day? It was like the video cover of Hot Fuzz. The two of them were just looking all macho as they walked along. And it was the funniest thing ever. It's like your dad and your uncle kind of going, yeah, we still got it when they're dancing at weddings and stuff. And it's like, you seriously don't. You're a pair of bennies. But, um, that, was a that was a photograph of the front, though, wasn't it? If on the back of his suit jacket, he has got tour dates actually sewn on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's supporting Motorhead at the Royal Festival Hall later this month. I'd pay good money to see the, that. This is the band supporting Motorhead is absolutely true. Are, are called Selfish Cunt. 
<laughs> so in many ways, it is like Tony Blair. <laughs> we shall have our first question. The racist television show Big Brothers kicked <laughs> off again this week. I think it's on Channel 4. Um, does the panel give a toss? Does the panel give a toss? Matt, do you give a toss? No, I've, I've, I've never watched any episodes ever of Big Brother. Um, but I do vote. Because <laughs> I think if, if you don't vote, you have no right to complain. <laughs> <laughs> it's democracy in action. Use your vote wisely. But you do, do get rid of twins. <laughs> There's very few the democratic ways you can get rid of twins. <laughs> There's a few more since Roe versus Wade, but you know. You... <laughs> The, the, the excuse for it always is, but people watch it. But people also slow down to watch car crashes. I mean, they call it car crash TV, so by that logic, they should just have a special lane for car crashes by the side of every road, because that's what people want. <laughs> yeah, advertised with by the car phone warehouse. Did, did you see that thing? Um, <laughs> no hands-free. That thing where, where the... There's a report that said the Metropolitan Police were going to be monitoring the goings-on in the house, which technically is just... Watching Big Brother, then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we're all doing that. If watching, is that a good thing, though, with the police monitoring it this time? Yeah, but they've also said they're going to be monitoring Doctor Who, EastEnders, and um, <laughs> maybe a film every night. So are they allowed to wade in if anything goes wrong, then? Yeah. They must, in theory, be able to. Like, if an actual crime is committed, it's, the Big Brother house isn't an embassy. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have its own legal jurisdiction. Like, if, if someone kills someone in the Big Brother house... Unless they just, just don't evict do them first. <laughs> right, you can be arrested now. There. Just don't do anything. They're already under house arrest. Just end the show, stop the voting, leave them there. <laughs> do they actually have to go with our votes? If, people vote, if, people, if nobody votes at all, are those people in that house for the rest of their lives? <laughs> so that would, you know, in about 20 years, that would start to become an entertaining show. <laughs> you know, see who's been eaten, see whether we have new evolved species of ever more vapid and irrelevant people. <laughs> I was about to say you get institutionalised Big Brother contestants, but then I realised that's Jade Goody. <laughs> She's already been in it once and then went in again. Just because she couldn't cope with life in the real world. <laughs> I met Jade Goody. I said, Matt, uh, it, Matt's not really the right word. You when Goody met Goody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's I want to see that TV show before. now. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> what you could do is you could black up and see how violently she attacks you. <laughs> Oh, he's slightly overstating the racism. <laughs> the I'm not Possibly. sure also you'd be entirely exempt. Like, you wouldn't come across looking like the innocent party there. <laughs> All I did was blacked up and danced around in front of me. <laughs> danced around! <laughs> little Miss Racist. But you're, you're, you're suggesting a totally, like, you know... A passive blacking up, just <laughs> sitting there, perhaps with some white gloves, but no movement. <laughs> no song and dance at all. No, that's that. No, no I never mammy. specified dancing around or any kind of. I, I think I it goes with the territory. Get... I'm sorry, but I think if you you're blacked up and you you're not dancing around, you're wasting an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that and, any, and anyone watching use time, yeah, because they're going any minute now. He's going to dance around. <laughs> There's, there's, there's no jobs for minstrels outside showbiz. <laughs> you know, right? there's, no, there's no minstrel plumbers that come round and I'm just going to swing this thing in now. <laughs> Can you just do one more thing? Can you do one more thing in your singing minstrel voice? 
what, to just distract attention from the Try, no, no, how, would, how, would, how, would a, how would a minstrel uh, approach a burglar? <laughs> With caution. <laughs> <laughs> With kid gloves. <laughs> what would you, how would you improve it, John? What would you put in there? What, Big Brother? Yeah, what would you put in? What would I put in? Yeah. Oh, God, a tiger or a bomb or something. I mean, uh, <laughs> do you know what you could do? Is you could actually go in and murder one of them and then let the others solve it. The police might wait. <laughs> Live Cluedo. Live Cluedo, yeah. 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 Just a straw poll of the audience. Hands up if you've actually seen any of the series of Big Brother, just so we can kind of gauge your sort of... Uh, it's, yeah, it's more than I thought, Did actually. you watch him get sucked in by accident? Not sucked in, no. You not sat there... Oh, really? Why? Why? put you off? Well, no, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> well, I watched it because I was eating my dinner and my mum watches it. <laughs> I, find, I find it hilarious. Do you? Absolutely. Who's your favourite, Mum? In fact, I hate to say this, I find it funnier than comedians. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to go and talk to her, oh, didn't you? Oh, yeah, look at I picked the right person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, well, anyway. Isn't the chair really cool? <laughs> I was just thinking, it would be quite nice if they, really, if they had one series where they all went into the house, but every time they're on TV, they blurred out their faces. <laughs> so they're in the house for three months, but when they come out, none of them can have a Z-list celebrity career. <laughs> none of them are recognisable in any way. There was a thing last year, um, last year's Big Brother, putting things in there, UK TV offered another 70 grand to any housemate who would um, refuse to speak the whole time they were in there, just to keep them shut up. And obviously none of them went for it, but I was thinking, there's quite a few of us here, but we can have a whip round now, raise some money, put about a fiver or something, um, and then we can then choose, we can offer a housemate extra cash for doing something. So then we get, if we get a fiver and we wrap it, you know, round some polonium, Throw it over the wall, and then five quid to the first housemate to spread that on the food. I think what what a reasonable reasonable money way. Because lopping it over the wall wouldn't be enough with polonium too. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> smear it on the toast. Yeah. 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 I think we've established in previous weeks that polonium's only really effective if it's served in tea. Yeah. <laughs> what the red buttons and the blue buttons? Are, is it properly interactive? Because I, I I probably would if you could alter things by press or press the yellow button and the jacuzzi becomes electrified or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I might do that it's like you know that film um uh is it there's a rutger Hauer film called wedlock are you familiar with that where yes. the, all the inmates of this prison are made, <laughs> wear collars look at all the audience <laughs> nodding with yeah, 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 job wedlock, yeah. but they wear collars that um, you can control that people can control and if they stray over a certain boundary you can explode them with them that's exactly the sort of thing you're talking about they all wear collars oh. take their heads off <laughs> much like in the christopher lambert film fortress is it the same thing <laughs> the same thing yeah simply well, that film cube <laughs> you have similar upbringings. <laughs> yeah, I think we must have done. Where were you, Mum? Did you yeah, see? But it's just you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? Um, there was a Dutch reality show. Um, it's turned out to be a hoax, actually. But they were going to give a kidney away. It was disappointing to find out that they were competing for the opportunity to have a kidney transplant. It wasn't just like the kidney was put in the middle of the tables and they played like a big game of hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> <laughs> we should. Uh, we should. We should the question two, I guess. Teachers are being given the power to search pupils they suspect of carrying knives. Does the panel approve? Johnny Candon. It'd be great, because if you were a teacher and you had a little kid that you really hated... <laughs> you know the way in sort of Starsky and Hutch they're always pulling out with the same suspects and making them assume the position against the wall? You could just do that to an eight-year-old. <laughs> I can't believe I said really you. I don't think you want to... Yeah. Johnny Candon said, said that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Starsky and Hutch reference. So far, all we've done is reduce everything to popular culture. <laughs> when I was at school, the kids did, we didn't carry knives. Kids didn't carry knives. This is a new thing. 
Did you carry a knife at school? I feel like I was a thug now, looking back. I did used to carry an air <laughs> What did gun. you carry? Okay, occasionally an air pistol, uh, throwing stars, <laughs> and something called a Manriki Gusari. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a curry of some description? You'd know it from a particular Equaliser episode. But, uh, <laughs> it's fuck me, really going into the realms of unpopular culture, aren't we? It's like, yeah, you know it from the Equaliser. Losers. <laughs> I, I genuinely only had these things on me once because we thought it was cool to pass them around, but that was the day my mum decided to try and take my jacket upstairs and couldn't lift it <laughs> so she just for ages just thought that i just had martial arts weapons on me what all is the time. what is one of those weapons that you just said that i can't remember the name of it's uh, it's a chain of a certain length with weights at each end it's a good way of disarming someone if you're attacked with say a naginata <laughs> which is a sort of naan bread right <laughs> so did you throw the throwing stars at people did you chuck them at folk not not the real ones the ones we made in um, you know in uh, craft and design yes <laughs> were they on the curriculum it, no, you weren't really meant to make no. them. Yeah. It's just Door the off usually. Yeah. It's Weapons snowing yeah. late at night. It's a boring Catholic school. <laughs> late at night. Late at night when we go back into the school to throw things at each other. <laughs> I think that should be the rule. It's, it's only acceptable to take someone's eye out if it's preceded by fun and games. He <laughs> <laughs> had a That's similar sort of... Uh, uh, Look, at, look out on life. Actually, he used to sort of um, decide that anything that hurt the children was was you know a viable sport. You know that thing at school where you um, they send you out on a cold day to play football or whatever, and then your, your mates are the people who are supposed to flick your ears because it really hurts if they're cold. I think boys are really horrible to each other. You go out and, pit and flick each other's ears and throw stars <laughs> at each other. We used to just sit and chat. Did you? <laughs> actually, it sounds like a lovely poem though. Throwing <laughs> stars at each other. It's like getting that chat-up line slightly wrong. <laughs> Someone stole the stars and threw them hard at your face. <laughs> yeah. Can I buy you a drink? You look like you've been attacked by a ninja. <laughs> um, I, don't think it, I, I don't know whether you think it's going to stop kids. Is it going to be a deterrent? What I mean is, I mean, the kids would, would smuggle stuff in. I mean, kids would come up with all sorts of devious ways of, of getting around this problem, right? So, but did you not think they're turning up at school with the knives strapped to their back? Yeah, they are. Instead of take like sort of Rambo or something, they'd probably swallow them. They'd learn to like do it with crack. I, I think if so you really saw swallowing, it'd work. Yeah, well, I don't know if you've ever seen a saw swallow, but I think you look relatively conspicuous. You might, yeah. <laughs> Now you're saying. Case, your head tilted back. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I'll have my wisdom teeth out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you really if you really wanted a knife in school, wouldn't you just go down to like home economics or something? <laughs> they're just going to move on to other cutlery. I think is what you're saying, Matt, isn't it? They just if if knives are banned, they'll just they're, oh in the, in the London playground this week, victims of a vicious spooning. It's just going to move on. I would like to point out that once or twice at school, I was the victim of a vicious spooning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone try and smuggle anything out of school at all? Van de Graaff generator. Lined up in assembly. <laughs> Someone here has stolen the Van de Graaff generator. Hand across one of the kids, just got hair out there. <laughs> Used to steal magnesium as well. Steal magnesium and set fire to that. that. Brilliant! That's the only thing that stayed with me from chemistry, but like lighting bits of metal for the different coloured flames. Yeah. Magnesium was bright white. Yeah, they, they was red, but that's a different experiment altogether. Francium was that we were told that in the periodic table the most reactive element with, with water, I think, just water vapor in the air was francium. 
Um, and obviously we'd have magnesium, and that was fairly impressive. The teachers going, even a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of francium would take out this whole school. And for the rest of that lesson, everyone was going, where the hell can we get some francium? <laughs> it's named after France. It's very emotional. Unstable. <laughs> That's yeah. why the rumour came that they don't wash. <laughs> <laughs> they have to be kept away from water yeah, yeah. at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> Do your black thing again. <laughs> it wasn't my black thing. It was my mockery of your black thing. Did you... There's this... Um, uh, Can I just say for the, uh, for the benefit of the tape that Johnny Candon is black and <laughs> a racist comment. Yeah, and I find what Matt just said quite racist. They're, they're putting metal detectors, obviously, in the schools as well. Is that a good idea? To be honest, if they're going to bring in fucking knives, then yeah, I mean, the thing, can I just say for the benefit of the tape that um, John Holmes is doing a Nazi salute? Um, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> everybody here was too scared to say anything. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, I, think, I think, yeah, because the thing is, people always say that school isn't cool, but I think if you were a kid and you were going into school and you were getting frisked and then thrown against the wall and like having to go through detectors and stuff. You're back on the kids being thrown against the wall thing again, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I swear to God, you know, it's brilliant. You'd, you'd, you know, but you'd think it was cool because you'd feel like a proper player. You'd feel like a pimp. Because I think kids don't go to school because they think it's uncool. But if you're going through airport style <laughs> things... Plus, like if they confiscated all your cosmetics on the way through, <coughs> then it would help equalise the cool kids. Yeah. <laughs> it would help limit their allure. <laughs> no hair gel for you, Stevie. <laughs> What's your problem with Stevie? <laughs> Just a bit too spiky for my liking. Right. Was he the one who spooned you? No, but he was constantly wet look. <laughs> For the benefit of the tape, uh, Matt Kirshen is now holding up a picture of Stevie <laughs> that he carries with him always. Damn. Did you see that, um, speaking of, of airport-style security systems, they put in this one now that is an X-ray that can see, if you walk through it now, because it's obviously for terrorism, but they can see you totally nudie. They can do it, but it does leave them open to being embarrassed by someone walking through going, hmm, I have quite the weapon concealed. <laughs> <laughs> I got searched for a while. And, <laughs> and also, they, take, you know, they already take you know, suspicious fluids off you. If they notice that you're carrying suspicious fluids in what's a sort of bag, <laughs> I don't want it confiscated. <laughs> oh, I do. In most people's cases, it isn't suspicious. <laughs> it was suspicious Minus. about your fluid, Nick. Uh, is, it, is, it, is your suspicious because you blacked it up? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, I blacked up my fluid. <laughs> I was thinking of your scrotum, but okay. I wasn't thinking of scrotum. <laughs> I may have gone too far. I for, for the benefit of the tape, Nick Doody is bearing himself in a threatening manner. <laughs> Frank, can we edit all of this out? <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, throw this open to the, to the audience and see if anyone's got uh, anything on their minds on any subject you like. What does the panel think of the banning of religious symbols such as like crucifixes um, in places of work? There was that recent case of the member of, I think it was VA staff, and yeah. she, got, she lost her appeal on wearing a crucifix at work. So. Did she, yeah. lose the appeal? No, she won it, I think. Whatever gets her through the day. I mean, if she wants to wear a cross, fine. If people want to wear burkas, fine. If he, do you know what I mean? It's like I mean, that if, poor girl's flying with drunk pilots. Yeah, I mean, she, she needs, needs all the help she can get. She can hang on to, doesn't she? <laughs> also, the cross was six foot tall and burning. <laughs> Whatever gets her through the day. <laughs> it does make it considerably less likely that she'll accidentally check in a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> 
but now she has to carry a mirror and that's just confusing. <laughs> she might get accused of doing drugs at work. I don't know, she's just a risk. If anything, it'll make it safer for everyone else. Before crosses, like I think women at check-in desks with really overpowering perfume. Yes. I think she banned that. Yeah. And really too much makeup. Because I found myself I can't answer the questions because I'm busy staring there going, how long did it take you to put that on? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> uh, no, I packed it on myself. <laughs> it's amazing that that level of makeup. Is, I, I flew this morning, I flew at five this morning from Newcastle. Uh, so that's my cum. I can't have kids now, that's the rule. Um, but the, one of the women checking the baggage, I, I didn't, obviously I'd have been taken down by security or something, but I just, there was a bit of me wanted just to see how long it took poking my finger through the surface of whatever was on her face before I touched her skin. I reckon there was probably at least a centimetre. But you know when they say, do you have any of these things in your baggage? Um, have, has, could anyone else have interfered with your baggage? Did you pack your baggage yourself? I always answer the first one by answering both of the questions. I went, no, I packed it myself. And there's this look of confusion on the face because they still have to ask you all three questions. So you say, I packed my bag myself. And I go, did you pack the bag yourself? <laughs> the look on their face is worth doing. It's like a two-runny sketch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on um, to another question. The NHS is going to describe, prescribe drugs to stop us smoking. Will this drive the problem underground? Yeah, this is the story that the, uh, the NHS are indeed going to... Uh, pills will be available, of course, uh, on the National Health, um, to help people stop smoking. Apparently they're an instant cure. Nick Doody, as, a, as the only smoker on the panel, would you take the pill? Do the pills make you look really cool? <laughs> are they really nice with coffee? <laughs> it's fantastic with lager, because if so, yeah. <laughs> then Do you have to take 20 a day <laughs> for the rest of your life? <laughs> There's no um, use because men, men wouldn't actually remember to take it, of course. That would be the other thing. You'd give the man a pill, not going to happen. In fact, smokers, um, the, the men smokers want to give it, would have to probably have it some sort of anti-smoking yeah. condom. It would actually be the only pill men would remember to take after sex. Did you not have some kind of operation to stop him drinking? Well, they used to prescribe a drug, I think it's called antabuse, that... Antibus. <laughs> is that, is that what Deck does? <laughs> it comes with a magnifying glass. <laughs> what Nick? What do you do? You said you you flew from Newcastle this morning. What? Yeah. Do you, how is it difficult not to smoke on flights? Because you know you're quite well, not heavy smoke. Not from Newcastle. Only about an hour. <laughs> I've got a, a, a friend uh, on a flight um, who Mike and we went on holiday um, uh, with a group of friends and it was it was a, quite a long haul flight and he had about twenty nicotine patches on his arm. <laughs> Because right. he, he's really heavy smoker, and he thought I'm never going to get through this. It was the first time he did a long haul flight, and he was twenty, but nearly killed him. But the end, yeah, by the end of it, he was sort of like <laughs> far worse than. Uh, but I, what do they do? I'm not. I'm not really familiar with nicotine. Because you've you given up smoking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About three months ago, and yeah. it's uh, it's it's good. Is there anybody here who smokes who's thinking about doing it? Yeah, yeah. Don't. <laughs> you'll just everywhere you are, you'll think of shit, and everybody you meet, you think it's a wanker. But um, <laughs> it's um, no, it's all right. It's, I've got a patch on now, and it, it, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to see it? Yeah. Do you want me to unbutton my shirt and show yeah, you my come on, I, I, I don't, I'm not, you know, come on. Get, uh, For the benefit of the tape. The wall, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, no, they're all right, they're good. You know, because the thing is, um, Sarah Candle, who, who up until two weeks ago before she died, um, did this, um, <laughs> did this uh, podcast thing. Smoking-related disease. Smoking-related yeah, disease, yeah. yeah she, um, and Johnny killed her in his yeah. <laughs> ex-smoker's anger. Her cigarettes. <laughs> That's right. For the benefit of the tape, we're all masturbating. Um, but, um, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing it for the benefit of the tape. 
<laughs> no, yeah. Um, Sarah said to me, I- I'd given up for about two days, and I was going nuts. I, honest to God, was just losing my mind. I was going to kill something. And um, Sarah said, if you use the patches, then uh, you'll be better. And I thought, it's like bollocks. They don't do anything. But they do. They're good, you know. So, um, But your mate putting 20 on his arm is just, what's his name? Mike. You're a dick. <laughs> but, um, honestly, it says in the little packet, don't put more than one on at a time, because they're full of... Bad things. Bad things. Yeah, yeah, but it says on packets of cigarettes, don't smoke these, they'll yeah, kill you. We still buy them. Yeah, but still. Should we, um, should we have another question? I think we probably probably should. How would you solve the problem of prison overcrowding? That's a very good question. Have you ever been in prison? No. Oh, okay. You look like you have. <laughs> you could have got that tattoo anywhere. <laughs> a lot of people like to have a spider's web across their face these days. <laughs> Mind you, I saw a guy the other day there and he had spider written on his face. Could he not draw? I don't know. I just thought, <laughs> what? what are you saying? I can spell? That's like a to-do tattoo. I, I totally am going to get a spy. I've got to just make a okay. note of that. Just having the word flaming eagle written across your chest. Probably it's going to be Spider-Man and it just hurts and then yeah. you stop. Ow, it. just leave it a spider. Yeah, leave it a spider. Ah. I've done that with a leg wax before. One will do, one will do. What, you've done one leg and gone out with yeah. one hairy leg? Sometimes it's very sore. <laughs> I'll shave the other one. Do you want to show us it? Like you showed us like, the other You can also put on one of those costumes that's like a tuxedo on one side and a cocktail dress on the other. How <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> resolve the problem of prison overcrowding? What would you do? Do you know what they could do? Is rather than sending people to jail, is basically have the crime, the crime they've committed committed back against them. So if you shoplifted, then you have got to... Open at your a own shop. expense, open a shop, <laughs> fully stock it, and agree to have a Twix. That's how the Bible worked. Oh, that's, yeah, it's quite a lot of effort to go to. But yeah. We're going to need someone to volunteer to drink a lot of alcohol and get into this car <laughs> while you cross the road, young man. I'll do it. <laughs> what if like people who aren't, haven't committed a serious enough crime to be put on in proper prison are forced by law to always have to carry around some prison bars? So that whenever, whenever they're photographed, it looks like they're in prison. Yeah, but they can still kill people. Well, like, I'm not talking about murderers, obviously. I'm talking about, you know, rascals. <laughs> Jack the lads. Yeah, rapscallions. <laughs> oh, Most of my pr- like, the things I know about prison are based on films, though. Like Goodfellas or Birds of a Feather. <laughs> but you know what I mean? The girls get all dolled up to go and see their boys that are, you know, doing a five stretch behind the door. <laughs> what if you only get to see them every so often? You probably want to make an effort. You could really spice up your relationship, though. You know, I've been married for ten, nearly ten years now. Yeah. Didn't visit your husband. What, so you'd, you'd like your husband to get banged up, essentially, <laughs> to liven up your sex life. <laughs> so the cure you know, for the seven-year itch is seven years. <laughs> <laughs> dear, dear, Dre, how can I frame my husband for armed robbery? <laughs> I want to put the spice back into our love life. I want him to go to jail. Well, nothing if not committed. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you wouldn't last five minutes in prison anyway, because you're a tiny little pretty boy. Well, I think you look like last a... at least five minutes. Well, maybe five minutes. I don't... There's not that many p- things that someone could do to you that I couldn't manage five minutes of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a TV show I want to see. I'm going to probably wait around the 20-minute mark. That's all I'm saying. I sentenced you to six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I can take at least 300 seconds. That's all I'm saying. Uh, has anyone uh, here ever been in prison? Interesting, yeah. There must be someone in this Guardian <laughs> podcast audience. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's um, move on to, to the next question. 
celebrity bad behaviour is all over the press. Uh, Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, Britney Spears, Callum Best, George Michael and Les Battersby. Are the, are the celebs uh, getting out of control? At least half the people on that list weren't famous for doing anything other than behaving badly in public anyway. So it's kind of a circular argument. Should these people who are only famous because they get drunk in public be allowed to get drunk in public <laughs> so we can read about them being drunk in public and keep them famous so we can get annoyed about them being drunk in public? I, don't, I, I really don't care. <laughs> I, I honestly couldn't care less. I, uh, well, apparently someone who's quite attractive and has blonde hair has been sick in a street somewhere. <laughs> Great, I've seen, I've been to Nottingham. <laughs> I've seen that plenty of times. Oh, there's another hen night. What is it about Callum Best? Why, why is he famous? I, I really don't know. That. I think I mean, his dad was quite famous. I've never heard. What did his dad do? Yeah. <laughs> Drank. I think he won some competition about livers. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was it. Well, because Callum, Callum Best obviously said, I can't help it, my, my dad's blood is in my veins, it's what I've got. And you, which you have to say, well, wh why aren't you a footballer then? <laughs> <laughs> what they do is they put these people in the papers and they go, look at these wankers wasting their lives. What else are you meant to do with your life? Just go out and take a load of drugs and drink lots and shag. It's, it's, it's pure jealousy. I think they should be allowed to do what they want. If they've got the money and they're not hurting anybody but themselves, go nuts. I think it was the lack of money that sent me home from the pub, but I think if it was limitless... Because I could be well be rolling at clubs with Callum Best, who knows? Living that dream. <laughs> I'm living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> Visiting my husband in jail and shagging Callum Best. <laughs> why is it then, um, um, Johnny, why do you think it is that it's always women, that um, the female celebrities that are photographed coming out of cars at premieres with, with no pants on? So because we've got men wear pants. <laughs> yeah. well, why, you know, if it's a new thing, why don't... You can't see up people's trousers <laughs> yeah. quite as easily. Yeah, but you can easily, easily unzip your trousers and hang your bollocks out, couldn't you? It's the same. <laughs> yeah, but they tend not to. For the benefit of the tape, John Holmes has unzipped his trousers. Why do they only ever show women's cleavages? <laughs> But why would Britney go out knowing full well that she's going to have her fanny out? I don't... But there's nothing wrong with somebody showing their twinkle if they want to just, you know... Showing their twinkle? Oh. <laughs> you make it sound so sweet. Oh, sorry, if I'm not allowed to use the medical name for it. <laughs> Are we just back to throwing stars again? Yeah. <laughs> well, that does wrap things up. That's more or less where we came in. Uh, my thanks to the audience, uh, especially the people who asked the questions, of course, and to the panel, Wendy Wayson, Nick Doody, Matt Kershaw and Johnny Candon, to our script associate... Paul Powell and our producer Frank Sterling. I am a man called the name of John Holmes. This has been a unique podcast for The Guardian. Goodbye. <laughs>